Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a while. I miss you guys. As we come to you live from the Vivid Seat Studio with another episode of the Saul Bookman Show, I am so happy that you have decided to join me today. And as a reminder, if you download the Vivid Seats app and you've never used it before and you put in promo code overtime, you can save yourself up to $100. So use it. Download it. Use it. Get it on your phone and the app store or whatever you uh, use to get all your apps. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a money app. So Arizona men's basketball, they're going to take on ASU this week. The women already took care of business against ASU this week. The men have been struggling. We're going to touch on their struggles and how they can bounce back from them and what to expect this Saturday. The women, as I mentioned, have been fantastic. 12-0 and on the season. They have been representing this school the way pretty much every team should. Idea uh, Barnes has really got that program rolling. We're going to touch on that and how... Uh, how they've been able to do what they've been able to do and what's coming up ahead because it is not easy the next four games. And then let's talk about some top moments from the from the past decade. There has been so many of them, so many great moments. Um, so many sports have had success and uh, we'll touch on that. And then we'll, I'm going to give you my New Year's resolution for Arizona athletics. So it'll be a, a fun show. So let's get to it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, here we are. It's Pac-12 conference play. It's time to get to it. Arizona men's basketball has struggled the last couple weeks, starting with that Baylor game and uh, really finishing up uh, with St. John's. And it is, it's been a, a tough, tough road uh, pretty much the last month. And I think it, it's, only, it's only appropriate to start with the energy level. I think more than anything – if this team shows up ready to play and they come with the energy that they need, they're going to compete with everybody. The problem is, is far too often of late, they have not come with that energy. They've been a little, you know, they've been a little slow to lose balls. Baylor really exposed them on those. And really, that's the reason why Baylor won that game. They just out-hustled Arizona. Gonzaga was just a better team overall than Arizona. And... And then St. John's. I mean, oh my goodness. that That's a win that you just gave away. And the only reason why you didn't win that game is because you didn't come out and you didn't fight from the very get-go. That team was hungry. They had a point to prove. Everything wasn't going your way in the first, really, essentially the entire game. But yet you still had a chance to win. And you had a chance to win is because you really fought hard to get back into that game and that's just not something we we saw the entire game and that's something that's going to need to change against ASU because ASU plays with energy they might not be good all the time but they play with energy and 
one of the major keys into showing whether or not your team is really focused in and locked in is on the boards. And in this game, you are going to have to keep Romello White off of those boards. And this is going to come down to Zeke Naji, and it's going to come down to Chase Jeter, and it's going to come down to Christian Coloco. Romello White leads their team in rebounding with 11 plus, and he can change a game. But that's really the only interior really force that they have. Let's be real. This isn't the ASU team for the last couple years. They don't have the dynamic perimeter shooting and the dynamic playmakers that they had the last couple years. They don't have a, a Lugans Dort to help them out and be an all-around player. Um, they had tr- tremendous outside shooting a couple years ago when they were one of the top teams in the country in non-conference play. Then they lost to Arizona. Um, but this seems to be the game of the year that kind of really – catapults what each program um, and sets the tone for conference play. And so if you're Arizona, you have to come out and you have to be ready to go. And if they do that, they should be able to handle business against ASU, especially at home. If they do not, they will let a guy like Romello White pound them on the boards and take advantage of them down low. And you know who the biggest pest in all of college basketball will also take advantage of them, and that's Remy Martin. And you just can't let this guy do that. He's done it time and time again against Arizona. Last year at ASU, he had a couple huge buckets. He pretty much brought that team from behind when Arizona had a seven-point lead late in the second half. Um, you just can't let that happen this, this time around. And so uh, keeping the energy level up, keeping Romello White off the boards, I anticipate Sean Miller trying to get Chase Jeter and more specifically Zeke Naji the ball much, much more, and I would expect to see Christian Coloco play a lot more than he has. I think it's time. I think defensively he makes just too much of an impact, and you got to give the kid a chance. On the perimeter, I could talk about Remy Martin all day. I could talk about Rob Edwards all day. Those two guys, have been, they're solid guards. They can hit the perimeter shot. They can make plays. But the one guy I'm going to talk about is 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 a kid that seemingly has come out of nowhere and that's Alonzo Verge he's a transfer he had 43 points uh, a couple weeks ago uh, despite the fact that ASU only scored uh, I think it was 49 it was awful it was one of the the most epic games I've ever seen from a college team that only had three players score and a majority of them actually almost all of them were from Verge he was unbelievable, and uh, he's going to have to be somebody that Arizona keys in. But I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go into detail on how they can stop Verge and how what that what Arizona needs to do against Remy Martin and what they have to do against Rob Edwards because it's irrelevant. The only relevant factor in all of this is that Arizona's guards show up to play, and yes, I'm talking about Nico Mannion. Nico Mannion has struggled. He essentially struggled the entire month of December. He did not look good against top-tier competition. He didn't play very well. You can see that it's it's there, but he has to show up in these games. And this is conference play. This is conference game number one. And this is the time to to snap out of whatever funk that you were in. It's been a it's been a little bit over a week, almost two weeks. Uh, it'll be two weeks at the time, and Nico Mannion has got to come out and show that he's ready to go, that he's 
not overhyped, and he's lucky that this game is at home because if it was on the road at ASU, those fans would be letting him have it. Um, and I think I'd be a little bit more concerned. But since it's at home, he's got that home love. I think he's going to snap back. He's going to come back to to where he's supposed to be, which is one of the better guards in the country. And I think he's going to show out. And he's going to really show uh, a player like Remy Martin what's the difference between you know a lottery pick and a, and a player that is just going to try and make it to the NBA. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup. It's going to be – Remy's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. I think it's going to be fantastic to see him versus Nico Mannion and how he deals with all that. The other thing that needs to change is Sean Miller. He's been out coached the last couple games, and he knows it. The fact that he can't get Zeke Nagy the ball again when it's needed is a problem. He has got to figure it out. And if he can't figure it out, he better find somebody that can. One of his assistant coaches or whatever, he better start taking some damn advice because this is just unacceptable. Baylor, Gonzaga, and St. John's all outcoached him. He knows it. He's even alluded to it in the press conferences. He's got to do better. The entire coaching staff has got to do a better job of getting the, the key players in the key positions to make key plays at key times. Period. That's the key. I don't know what else to say about the last month, but it's over, and it's time for conference play, and I know uh, everybody's pretty excited about that. So, uh, Let's talk about a team that is handling business so far and did not struggle in December. As a matter of fact, they've thrived. Uh, and a matter of fact, for the first time in school history, outranks the men's team, and that's the women's basketball team. 12-0, 18th ranked in the country. We'll talk to them after this. So women's hoops is handling business number 18th ranked team in the country and fresh off a win against ASU. And uh, the most impressive part of that ASU victory was the fact that Ari McDonald fouled out with about a minute and 30 seconds, I believe left to go in that game. And they were still able to hold on uh, to victory. Uh, A great performance up in Tempe on the road. First time they have beat ASU since 2000, February 26th of 2000 up in Tempe. So a huge win for the Cats. And, uh, you know, it's really, there's a a lot of things that that have led to this tremendous winning streak going, dating all the way back to before the NIT championship last year. But the the real deal is Ari McDonald. And she's the reason why she was the Daily Stars and Greg Hansen's number one um, most influential, impactful player um, of the year. And deservedly so she is the best basketball player on that campus right now she shows up in big games she shows up when it when it counts she's a leader she's a hustler she plays defense she plays offense she's the best women's basketball player ever ever and that's hard to say because they're they've had a couple good ones Shantanese Polk uh, Devlin White and her head coach Adia Barnes to name a few but Ari McDonald's going to play in the WNBA, for sure. She's going to play in the WNBA because she's that damn good. And so uh, I, that has been uh, really a – it's just been such a treat to watch this team play. They play as a team. They play hard. Sam Thomas does a tremendous job kind of being the glue of that entire team. She does a little bit of everything. Uh, her stats don't stand out. Uh, she, you know, she averages a little bit under nine points a game. She averages a little bit under four rebounds a game, four uh, – four, um, assist the game but 
She does all the little things that it takes to win a ball game. And she, she's tremendous doing that, you know. Uh, the, other, the other day against ASU, you know, she got fouled a couple times. She's the one that took the key shots. She's the one that got fouled and went to the free throw line and kept the, you know, the momentum going for the team and really led them to victory down the stretch. Um, they have a couple injuries. Uh, Dominic McBride is out. Tiki Starks is out. And when they come back, this team is just going to get a little bit better. They, they really are. Now, my, my fear for Arizona is, first of all, they've played some good competition, Texas on the road, ASU, uh, but they haven't played premier competition yet. And that is coming. That's coming real quick. Matter of fact, it's coming this upcoming week when they have to play USC on the road and UCLA on the road, and then they come home. UCLA, by the way, is the number 10th ranked team in the country. Then they got to come home and they play Oregon State and Oregon, two top five teams at home. And uh, I'll tell you what, if McHale Center isn't sold out for that, it never will be because those are two premier teams against a team that is hasn't lost, has the nation's longest winning streak. You should be out there supporting them when they're Wildcat fans. You absolutely should. They're a great team. Kate Reese, player of the week this year, this week. She's really improved tremendously. She's she's she can rebound, she can score. She's almost averaging double figures, but not quite. Averaging about 14 points a game, a little bit under nine rebounds. Um, but she's she's also just a, a strong big down low. And then they have some other, some, just some really nice pieces around. Amari Carter starting to look like maybe she can, she can have a little bit of uh, a lift f- for this team. You know, a transfer from Penn State. They just have a lot of great individual pieces that meld together very, very well. And and it's led by Ari McDonald. They all play off of her. And I'm excited to see where the next couple weeks what's going to happen. If 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 Arizona can somehow pull off one or two of those victories against those top 10 teams, UCLA, Oregon State, Oregon, man, this this team suddenly goes from uh, a team that can make the NCAA tournament to a team that can compete for a Pac-12 championship. And that would be something else, wouldn't it? So we'll have to see how they do this week as uh, they've already started conference play. Starting off the season 1-0 and in the Pac-12, 12-0 and on the season after a, a tremendous WNIT title run last year. It's just a fun team to watch. Get out there to McHale. Make sure you check this ladies team out because they are phenomenal. Up next, let's talk about the top moments of the decade. We'll be back after this. So what was your top moment of the decade? You know, I, when I look back, I have a couple. You know, there's, there was some some really big moments. There were some other moments that were not so big, but still important. Uh, you know, I I think I think overall, I think it was a pretty good decade for Arizona sports. Um, I would have liked to see another Final Four run. I would have loved to see Arizona get to the Rose Bowl, but you know, both those things could have happened, came close to happening, didn't happen. And that's just how it goes sometimes, and that's fine. Uh, but I think, you know, when you look back at Khalil Tate's all of a sudden just bursting onto the scene uh, with that tremendous game in Colorado and really 
playing lights out for a couple weeks that was that was a fun ride that was a fun ride and i was fortunate enough to be there for that the 2011 ncaa tournament run uh that first that first two games of that against memphis and texas that were just crazy games and then the the duke blowout victory i mean who could have scripted that right and then uh after that you know you have the back-to-back wisconsin losses um arizona hoops getting and winning that wnit after just years of being completely irrelevant uh arizona women's golf winning a national championship arizona softball um, finally getting the monkey off their back and getting back to the women's college world series last year and uh so it's just so many great moments all the way across the board um you know track and field had some big moments uh, and like I said, it's it's been it's been one heck of a decade. But I think for me, uh, the biggest win or performance or whatever team I would say um, was probably that 2014 Arizona football team uh, that that was led by Scooby Wright, who won seemingly every national award. He was awesome that year. He really. He single-handedly took this team on its back and, and took it to a place where they were when the when the initial polls came out for the college football playoff, they were they were right there. They were right there. They were in the top six. They were on that last that last screw. You know what? They came back from commercial and talked about Arizona. That's how good they were. <laughs> and uh, we haven't been that close since. Uh, the 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 peak of that was really that next year when we got College Game Day on campus. That was fantastic. And then. We, they got obliterated by Josh Rosen and UCLA uh, on on that primetime matchup, but um, that was a, that was a good stretch of a couple months. The Hill Mary was part of that. The the win over ASU to win the Pac-12 South was part of that. It was just it was a fun ride, wasn't it? It was a fun fun ride for those couple games. And uh, I know we all clinch up when it comes to Arizona basketball and how close they've been to getting to the Final Four and how. You know, but but for Arizona football, the expectation is never to get to the college football playoff. It's never to win the national championship. For Arizona basketball, it is, and so it's a different kind of feeling when when a team that you don't expect to be as good as they are is as good as they are, and they're the talk of the nation. So that was a fun ride. I think that was my top moment from from this past decade, especially in light of the last couple of years and how awful it is. It has kind of been. It's been kind of sad. It hasn't been fun to watch, and uh, there's been so many times where you wondered where this program is going, and I hope it's going in the right direction. Um, I think Arizona Athletics as a whole um, had a very successful decade, and uh, you know who knows what's what's in store for the future. But I do have some resolutions, some resolutions for the U of A athletic department. It's pretty much 2020, and. Uh, I think there's a couple of resolutions we need to get to for Arizona athletics. First of all, first and foremost, we have to find a way to engage the students. We have to find a way to engage the students. And I've, I've been in this situation before. I feel like I know what this, the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to say it anyway. You got to have more access to basketball and football for the press, for the students, because without any buy-in to these athletes, People just don't care. You just become a face to a brand, and you and nobody really knows who you are. And I think that's been the biggest miss of this Arizona Athletic Department the last several years. 
um, really dating all the way back to at least 2015 because that's when I first was aware of it and I saw it and had to deal with it. You know, um, it, it's these 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 athletes have so many great stories, and you have to be able to tell that to the public. That's the kids deserve that. The kids deserve that. They come to a Division One university because they want the notoriety. They want they want to play for a big program and they want you know they want somebody to know what their story is because not everybody has the same story and some of them are pretty miraculous so that's that's first and foremost number two Arizona Athletics Director Dave Hickey has got to find a way to make football more relevant if that means a coaching change then that means a coaching change if that means renovations then get it done but this program it it should be a bell cow and it is an eyesore and and it has been for for a little while now you know Dave Hickey's gonna have to find out whether or not Kevin Sumlin is that dude is he that dude I don't know if he is I'm not there I don't see him every single day I don't see him behind closed doors I don't know what he does what his work ethic is like you know um, I think Kevin Sumlin's own resolutions should be dude you don't go home you don't go home until you've hit every, you know, three or four high schools a day during the football season. You know, practice is over, you head out. You go hit hit a couple high schools, try for the big-time recruits. You don't know. You have no idea what they want to do. Who knows? Some people, some kids love the idea of being the one that turns the program around. But if you don't try, you don't know. And I know for a fact that this 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 football this football department could have done a better job of going after these athletes. I'm not saying they would have got them, but at least you have at you have to at least try. Arizona fans, I know we love the the big time games and big time matchups, but every sport could use your because you could use your support. Every sport could use your, your support. Women's basketball, man, a couple years ago there would be like a hundred people in the crowd. <laughs> at least it felt like it. You know, there might have, there was probably more, but I'm I'm exaggerating a, a bit. But you know, you just gotta go out and show your support. You know, there's there's so many events that are going on. Women's soccer is is has been awesome. Uh, volleyball, you know, swimming, swim meets. I mean, you name it. Every team at that university could use your support. And if you have the time, if you have the energy uh, to give back, giving back time is just as good as giving back money. I'm telling you that, you know, you show your support, you go out there and you cheer for for the U of A, the red and blue. I mean, that's that's great. That's a resolution for uh, for the fans. Okay. And finally, for the athletic department, we we need to stop treating college athletics like it is a professional brand. I know there was a time where it it definitely seemed that way, and I get it, but. College students don't relate well to college to professional brands at the college level. They just don't. They want the college experience, and with technology the way it is, so many more options to do other things. You have to find a way to get into the hearts and minds of these young kids and get them to buy in. Because if you don't, you're looking at a dying breed of college sports here in the next, you know, maybe decade or two, maybe even less. You have to get out there. You have to try and find out a way to really involve the students and really involve them to a degree where they feel like they're a part of something. 
and I don't feel like they feel like they're a part of something. They just show up to the games or they or they just show up because their friends are showing up. But I don't think they fe- truly feel like they feel a part of something. And that's because they have no buy-in. They don't know, you know, what's going on with this team. You know, the, the coaches and, and the, just the overall athletic department, the, the key figures. I'm not talking about everybody that's, you know, really making that, the, you know, I'm not talking about everybody that's churning the butter. I'm talking about, you know, the key figures have got to open the doors and let this student body feel like they're a part of something. And only until then will you, will you start to harken back and get, you know, the feel of, of what it used to be. And with technology the way it is and social media, it, that time is, is flying further and further away. And you've got to find a way to change that. So that's my time for this week. I appreciate you all listening. Another episode of the Saul Bookman Show is in the books. Next week, we're going to recap this ASU game for the men. Find out where the women are at as they take on USC and UCLA. And uh, it'll be fun. Hey, happy new year, everybody. Happy 2020. And let's get to it next week. I'll see you then. <laughs>